Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Gloetz. Ben Jarofsky writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. David, you sound like you're smoking two packs a day these days. But of what? Mm -hmm. Today we're talking about your article that appeared in the Reader on August 1st, 2013, titled, There Goes the Anglewood Neighborhood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in this article, you write about Norfolk Southern Railroad's continuing project to expand its 140-acre rail yard just north of Garfield Boulevard in Englewood, extending it south for another 84 acres. The railroad has already bought out many homeowners in the proposed expansion area and seeks to buy the homes of dozens of holdouts, I guess we'll call them. So first, let's look at our favorite aspect of this is the tax increment financing, uh, financing yes, aspect. That little baby is right there. You wrote that there's a TIF district adjoining both sides of the proposed expansion, and I happen to have here... Good for you. A map of the existing TIF districts. 47th Halstead and Englewood. Correct, Senator? Right. The latter being to the south. It looks like the existing rail yard pretty much is encompassed within the Englewood TIF district. And then the proposed expansion, which is to the south, is sort of half in the 47th Halstead TIF district. And there's this little gap in the middle. And you wrote that it appears to some that the city would want to expand the borders of either or both of these TIF districts to make it easier for the city to pay for the buying out of the remaining residents. That is correct. Let me just say this right now. The city says there is no way that will happen. Breaking news alert. So they're not part of the sum that yeah. believe them. <laughs> the TIF element of this is very murky at the moment. It's not clear what the city is up to with this TIF machinations because as soon as any public attention was put on their machinations, they pulled back, they ushered residents in for a meeting, having not met with them before, and assured them that they were not going to be spending TIF dollars on this project. So the takeaway that the residents had and that I had was that they were up to something with this tip dollars, and now they're like backed off for the moment. It's like to... when roaches are on the counter and you turn the light on. Through <laughs> the city, uh, you're comparing Ram and his minions to roaches. Yeah, his name is Dave Glowatz. Your words, not mine. Yeah, no. Wait, I did not. <laughs> whoa, whoa. There's many different elements to this. Um, the tiff is just one element. There's the health issue of you know the health and safety and well-being of people who live in and around this area by expanding this rail yard and adding to all the pollutants. Then there's the issue of a fair price for people who are just being moved. That's presumably what our Tea Party friends are concerned about. Um, I say that facetiously, but all property rights people should be concerned about the city, or in this case the railroad, uh, joining forces to use power of eminent domain to get people to lead. If they haven't exercised eminent domain, then it's just like pressure tactics. One of the reassuring aspects of this that occurs to me is that as soon as soon as residents stood up, the city sat down, on the at least on this particular issue. issue. Yeah. Yeah. The city greenlight this project, or greenlit, whatever the correct way of saying it is, and the railroad moved right in and has been actively buying up land. Fast-tracked. Fast-tracked it. Nobody said boo. And then it was a combination of the residents bringing attention to the TIF deal and enterprising reporter for the Chicago Tribune, Michael Hawthorne, who we should give credit to, wrote an excellent article 
And that alerted the city to the fact that people were snooping around their TIF machinations. You've said to me not too long ago that you believe that the administration wants to drive out poor blacks from Chicago. Well, do they openly say that as policy? No. Is that the practical implication of their programs and how they spend money? Yes. Closing schools in neighborhoods like Englewood, moving out clumps of people from like everywhere from 55th to 61st Street. I think that there's a general attitude that's never directly expressed in Chicago by our leaders that we, the city of Chicago, are better off without poor people. So our programs are largely intended to get them to leave the city of Chicago. That's all we've got time for. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Listeners, if you'd like to make suggestions for future interviews via Facebook and Twitter, search for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Glowatz. Thanks for listening.